and gentlemen, live from the Dutch Hall, Peter Van Dyke. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Let's just play this show. Yes. That's it. That's the opening. That's, it. That's, That's how we're rolling. That's do this. what we're doing. it's going to start. Waiting too long to do this episode. You know shit. Cheers, boys. Then there was three. Yeah, left of them. Exactly. Left of three. Mm. Smell like deep fryer. Applause, eh? There we go, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Life from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and uh, this is a great episode of Life from the Dutch Hall. What's playing in the background here? Well, that was a bunch of, uh, uh, I guess it was dwarf rest, uh, dwarf basketball. Dwarf basketball. We got that taken care of now, and that was just about Life from the Dutch Hall. And uh, we are going to start this off with commercials because if it has been such a long day that I'm going to forget it unless I get it out of the way. So let's go with, uh, if you go to my website, <laughs> livefromthedutchhall.com, and you click on the Amazon banner and you do your Amazon shopping, uh, a little bit of the proceeds will come back to Life from the Dutch Hall. Otherwise, also, look look on the, my website for the VG Meats uh, coupon. Every, every uh, uh, once in a while, they put up a new coupon, and it uh, will help you get great deals on VG products. And um, thank you very much to the boys at VG's for sponsoring the show. And that's it. That's that's the sponsorship. Also, go to Eventful. If you want to book me to come to your town, you just go to eventful.com and uh, book Pete Van Dyke. And if I get five people, I'll come to your town. That's a guarantee. No matter where you are in the world, that's going to happen. Right? In the world, yeah. no matter where five you are. Five people. I already had people from California that were saying that they were they think they can get five people together. Five people together. And they should be able to get five That would be a great trip, head out to California. Yeah, it would be a great time. We'll go to San Francisco and do a little live show in San Francisco. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, that's all right. The goal is to do one month, and uh, I don't know. This one actually doesn't count, but we are live from Norwich, Ontario. Hit the applause, Norwich, Ontario. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're here from Norwich, Ontario, at our great friend Adam Hill's house, who did the who did the uh, great pleasure of hosting a Van Dyke hockey game. Uh, that happened today in Norwich Arena, which is always a great event when the Van Dyke uh, family gets together to compete in the great game of hockey. And uh, today was that day, and we had all the cousins together, and and, uh, Adam Hill and uh, Craig Franklin, two good uh, uh, fans of the show, big, big super fans of the show, uh, recommended that what, what would be a better opportunity to have a podcast than when we had all the cousins together having a great time. Great idea. Great we, idea. <laughs> we would end up coming out afterwards and have this podcast. Now, we did have a good time. We did have a really good time. Fun was had by all. Lots of funny moments not on the podcast. But. <laughs> but every time we tried to incorporate it into this, it ended up uh, like kind of shitting on the whole party, right? <laughs> and so everybody else was like uh, not as keen on it as maybe we were. And they left. So now it is the three of us left, and the rest of them... It's the after hours, folks. Right. You're left with the after hours. You could have been stuck with a bunch of pussies who would have uh, ended up being uh, an incoherent, babbling mess of drunken uh, idiots. But instead, we're going to have to put up with just us three drunken idiots. You know who I'm most disappointed in tonight is our cousin Yves Van Dyke. Oh, well, Yves... Yves... 
Well, I'll tell you something about Ease Van Dyke. Ease Van Dyke is a hell of a man, and he's a single man. And uh, what we did, what we did tonight for our good single uh, relative, Eves Van Dyke, he's who's a, a handsome and charming yeah, fellow. Friesland. No, he's not. He's, he's a bro bunter. He's a bro bunter. You know damn well he is. Don't pictures. put that on him, hell. He's not a Frieslander. <laughs> he's not a Frieslander. That's crazy talk. He's a goddamn bro bunter with a nice package. Did you see his profile pic? There's two of them. He's, he's a, got a soup can. <laughs> Girthy well, they say, what is, his profile uh, his profile uh, description said that he uh, some would describe his penis as a beer can uh, cock. Yeah. Uh, however, when it's flaccid, it resembles more like a stack of red buttons. <laughs> um, I like big black. What does it say? Big black. It's uh, big black instead, women. Uh, yeah, instead of uh, BBW, which is usually stands for big breasted women. Actually. Uh, Yves, he's a little bit. He's he's a little ethnic. He's he likes he's diverse. He likes a little bit of the. He likes a little range. What he likes is the entire world. What he is is he's a person that just loves women. Yeah, you know, all around great woman lover. He does yeah. like women of all shapes, all sizes, ages. Yeah, I think when he did his tind- when he did his Tinder profile, he chose between eighteen and sixty eight or something. Yeah, it was like sixty five. Yeah, it was somewhere in there. Maybe seventy was a cap. I think. Got a wide, yeah. wide, wide range. Eighteen like to seventy. So, like, ladies out there that are listening to the show, I don't care what range you're in. If you're between the ages of eighteen and seventy, and you're single and you're looking for a hell of a man, I think there's only one guy to look for, and it's Eve Van Dyke Eves on Van Tinder. Dyke. And he's Van Dyke. If he's, he reminds me of a combination of my Uncle Blaine's crotch and my Grandpa Van Dyke's good looks. Yeah, oh, it's, a, he, it's somewhere, very close. It's somewhere right in there. <laughs> he's a combination of the two. He's a real, he's a real treasure to our family. One so, of a kind. So I'd recommend that you go on Twitter, uh, Tinder, Tinder, and just swipe. Uh, what swipe? What do you got to swipe for? Uh, for old Eves. 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 Well, he's twenty nine years old. Eves, I say. Is he really? Yeah, he's twenty. He was eighty-five, I think, is when he was born. Is that? That's twenty-nine, isn't it? <sighs> Your math might be. Yeah, it would yeah, be. Right. Yeah, twenty-nine. Yeah, yeah, he was born in eighty-nine. Is that when he was born? Yeah. He looks. He doesn't look that young, to be honest with you. Like I would I'd say, he has more of a mature look. He does. He has he's a mature a little, look. Yeah, but did you I call him to come to Van Dyke Hockey today? No, I didn't. He just showed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. just showed up, and he was a great pleasure to have there. And uh, so if you want to, please go on Tinder, Ease Van Dyke. What we wanted, this was a great pleasure of mine because I'm a married man. I'm an old, I'm a very dedicated uh, uh, oh, uh, husband to my wife. And uh, so for me to go on Tinder, which is a great dream of mine, to be able to swipe left and it's swipe nice right, judge women by the yeah. second, <laughs> say yes, no, yes, no. That's like a great dream of mine that I was never able to really... Um, uh, realize because of my uh, early dedication to my lovely wife Jane, uh, so I was never able to realize that ranking of women. And actually, tonight I heard of another story from a uh, another fellow that was not related to me, but came to the came to the party for a short period of time, and he said he used to go to a place a massage parlor. He used oh, to go to yeah, my, yeah. you know, heard you ever heard of those I've places? I've heard of those places. Eves has visited those several times. Eves did. He, yeah, he, he used to. Yeah, Eves. You know. But. I think Eves is looking for more of a long-term relationship now. But before, when he was just kind of a wild man, yeah. he used to go to these places like uh, Lori's and in, 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 uh, in yeah, in, or uh, in Woodstock. He was saying, wasn't it? 
Yeah, was yeah, in, so what was that one in London that you said he went to every once in a while? Maybe that was the one. Smit hands? <laughs> yeah. No, uh... Old Callous Hands McGee? <laughs> well, she was a bricklayer, actually, I believe, is what she did for a living. <laughs> really? Really nice, nice yeah. callous hands, eh? Yeah, she was a bricklayer. Hangnail Henrietta? Give you old rough stroke. Give you old rough stroke. That was old Henrietta. And uh, but I but I was thinking about he said he'd go to these uh, these uh, massage parlors and they would like the women would come out to the front of the massage parlor when you go in and you got to like uh, size each one of them up. Oh really? And choose which one you wanted. And he said that was uh, he didn't even enjoy the. Um, you didn't like to classify women like that, like he, he or he was. No, no, he you. didn't even enjoy the uh, massage. Or the uh, the tug after the massage. He oh, just okay. enjoyed the ranking of the women at the yeah. beginning. And that's yeah. Tinder. That is, which is Tinder, right? Well, that's how we got it. Yeah. You know, it's just such a it's such a treat. And I don't know. To me, it's like it, it's like my it is my honest dream to be able to just rank like that. Like it's just it's just fun to do. It, it's just, just say yes, society no. in a general or. Uh... Yeah, everyone. I do it all the time. Like it's a natural impulse of mine. If I go and if I was in a business meeting and I walked into a business room right away i would rank the people in the room mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if life was tender yeah you could yeah. just yeah. go it's like sitting just... in the mall on a bench and yeah. you say honey you go into that store i'm just gonna sit right here on this bench well what you're doing is you sure your people watching but you're actually tindering yeah, yeah you're yeah. tindering yeah you're going yeah. Just left right yeah, left yeah, right i would yeah left right yeah you ever do that sometimes i'll go to a grocery store and i'll just be walking around the grocery store and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna see if there's going to be like five women in this grocery store that I would have sex with. And I just walk around the grocery store saying, yes, yes. And I'm like, only at three. Get into the checkout. Haven't got five yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone will walk in. I'm like, four, five. <laughs> I do like, the same thing at Pennington's all the time. Craig's like, like, I'll, I'll take, take the Pennington's. Like, What's Pennington's? It's a plus size women's store. I like to go in there every once in a while. And I like to rate the women. That's called time. You just, you just time. Hang you just hang I like out. to find myself a nice bench. Sometimes they don't have a bench, so I sit in the change room. <laughs> just wait. Just wait for your opportunity. And I don't go with anybody. I just like to go by myself you every once in a left, while. Yeah. Right. Just sneak in the in the change room and dress up like a hanger. Yeah. <laughs> My thin frame. I like to dress up like a hanger. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's what it's all about, eh? It's just a little bit of like, control. But Tinder gives you all that the yeah. stuff. So tonight when we had Eves trying to go through the left-right thing, and I actually had a chance to like maybe help influence his decisions on which one he decided yes or not, no on, it was a dream come true for me. It really was. Yeah. And I can't believe the days that these young single people are living in. That they can it's do this. crazy, eh? But you only get sluts, right? That is the deal with Tinder, isn't it? That you only no, get sluts? No, there's nice girls in there, Pete. On Tinder? <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's there's a few nice ones out there. Isn't, I see- it, isn't it specifically for sex, though? Like, isn't it? Like, isn't that a hookup place? Like, you're a younger guy. Isn't that what it's about? I, uh... I've never, uh... Dabbled in the Tinder scene before tonight with Yves. Yves... He really opened my eyes. Well, we helped him out. Eh? I think we did help him out. Yeah. Broke his shell a little bit, and he, I think he's, uh, he met a couple of nice girls on there. Well, if I was a young single man, there's no question I would be tendering yeah. like Fair enough. Yeah. a maniac all the time. But then, but if the deal was all you get is like the dirty, cheap girls. I like uh, not only that you can select your age with Tinder, is that what Yves, what we all learned tonight. Was that you could uh, you can select your 
the distance in which they are from you. Really? Yeah. You pick uh you pick the the distance gap. One kilometer, ten kilometers, yeah. yeah. You can choose one kilometer, you can go down that. If you, you can beat someone up yeah, like right beside the bar you're at or whatever. But if oh, it really? comes down to one kilometer, you obviously know who's fucking living beside you or whatever's going on, right? Well, does it like change their, their location depending on their where, they are. Where, where they are. Where they are. It's creepy. Really? Does it do that? That's a little creepy. I think it is too, but it, I think the one thing Eves has got going for him is the crotch shot because not a lot of people have that kind of a shot for their Tinder account. Yeah, we, there's a lot of selfies, eh, on the on Tinder. What I yeah, said. well, you you know you, you put a picture of your face up there, or even the ladies they put a picture of a headshot, and you know, no offense, but you know, you get like uh, sometimes a real pretty girl, and uh, but you can't. It could be still a surprise when you meet her, you know, if you just see the headshot. Mm-hmm. Because she might be a little bit uh, differently shaped than you might have imagined from the, yeah, from the face, face picture. And then what Eve did was Eve said, well, you know what? You know, my face is uh, handsome as, uh, as hell, as all hell. Oh, the guy's handsome man. as uh, I've never seen. He is man, a beautiful not a man. zit on his face. But, and he's smoking a pipe. He's very Fucking sophisticated. Fucking proactive at is what he should be. But then he went one step further and he said, you know what, guys? If you think this is all I am as a pretty face... Have a look at this crotch shot, and he he put one of those jean shots on there, and I tell you, it's like a pool noodle and some Lululemons. It is like it is it is it is unbelievable. It is like a big uh, like a ball of like it's like a bald fist. It's like a ball of excellence. It's like it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Dirt. But it's in it's in it's in jeans too. But it really protrudes. Like you know, yeah. you can really see that there's some stonewashed jeans. Stonewashed, yeah. stonewashed jeans yeah. and a real nice bulge, a real yeah. robust bulge. Just yeah, it's yeah, it's thick. Ladies, if you are not looking up Eve Van Dyke on Tinder as we speak, as you're listening to this program, then I think something is broken in your heads because Eve Van Dyke. Is got the package. Total package. Total. You have to check them out. I'm just telling you, do it. Swipe right and enjoy yourself because he's going to yeah. give you the love making of your life. It's just, yeah. Give yourself a swipe right. Swipe and, right. And I'm telling you, if you do it and you end up hooking up with a Van Dyke and you really understand what it's like to, to have the Van Dyke love, then uh, please reach out to me at lifeinthedutchhall@gmail.com <laughs> and just tell me how much you thank me for hooking you up with my good relative Eves Van Dyke. Eves. Eves. Yeah. To Eves. Cheers. To Eves, to Eves everyone. Yeah. To Eves. All the yeah, Eves. Ah, cheers, man. We're getting a round of shots going for Eves. <laughs> now, all the other cousins that decided that they were going to go home tonight at midnight and not uh, at, a, at a cousin, a male cousin party. Now, the female cousins in the Van Dyke family, I'm just going to let you, let all the other people in on a little secret on what uh, what happens. The women in our family are a real, uh, a real fun-loving group. They go away periodically. They have a great time together. They and they leave the men at home watching the children, and they have a great time. And what the men do is nothing. The men do nope. nothing. We just, we just take care of it. And I'm and I, if the Van Dykes are listening to this, prove me wrong. How many years has the Van Dykes gone? Out, the Van Dyke men gone out and had a great time. Just the men. We haven't it done it, but happen. the women have done it, it all the time. Exist. We try to organize it, but it just doesn't happen. Doesn't and tonight exist. we have a great hockey game, and it should escalate into an evening that lasts until probably the wee hours of the evening. You'd think. And here we are at, what, quarter to one in the morning? And uh, the three wise men. Just three 
decent Van Dykes yep. remaining. Yep. Well, yeah. one's married in, but we'll count him in. He's, he's, he's a Van Dyke. He's a Van Dyke. You know, have I introduced you guys? Let's introduce uh, our guest today. Our one guest is uh, the star of uh, such episodes as the Agrabomb Olympics. You all know him uh, uh, by this time. He's uh, my my good buddy and my cousin, Craig Franklin. Let's hear it for Craig Franklin. Thank you, Peter, for having me. It was a pleasure, and it was by default because all the rest of you pussied out. <laughs> and the other, the other uh, co-host we have today is uh, our good friend, the man that organized the uh, live from the Dutch, or sorry, for the Van Dyke hockey today. He does unspeakable things to my cousin Tori. <laughs> he is Adam Hill. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for everything, Adam. It's thanks for hosting. House. It's his house. Yeah, it's your it's your beautiful house. It was a great success today. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It good was job. A good time. Yeah, we had chicken wings out on the deck. We, uh, Adam Hill's uh, driveway is all freaking stained with oil. Just plastered in oil. <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting that up. You're gonna have to re. You're gonna have to redo that whole driveway. Well worth <laughs> like it. Like sex with a Van Dyke, it's gonna come back and bite you tomorrow morning. Thanks, <laughs> like like the wings. The wings will. The wings will. Why does Van Dyke's bite you? I've never had sex with. Have a you had no, sex no, with I, a Van Dyke? I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking for the ladies. Yeah. Uh, the ladies out. Did you have sex there. with Eves? No, Eves. Are you a biter? Is that what you're saying? Are you trying to say you will bite a woman if they had agreed to <laughs> come back? Have intercourse? No, no, no. No, I'm not going to bite you. I mean, I'm not going to bite you, women. Right, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> just go. Just skip it. <laughs> Well, we had a great hockey game today, and this is uh, one of uh, many, many uh, hockey games that we've had as a family, and they all end up being spirited affairs. Today was, uh, today was, uh, we had two guys, or three guys on the bench. Yep. Three guys on the bench on each side. And so uh, the beginning of the game started out pretty good, but it started to wear, uh, a lot of us uh, one-timers that don't play hockey maybe once every three years, it started to get a little tough after a while, eh? Like. (laughs) It wasn't as easy as... Are you play hockey all the time, Adam? Uh, not really. Just, well, once in a while. But this year, I'm not playing very often. Craig plays... Tuesday nights, once a week. That's all I play anymore. The one thing about hockey is, you know, compared to any other sport, if you try to... If you're in the... Like, in the States, hockey's shit, right? Like, no one likes it. But, um... If you think about it, like hockey's something you can play your whole life. Like, you can always oh, yeah. play a decent... For sure. Like, if you play football... Sure, you can play touch football when you're an old man or whatever. You get a family like a, the Kennedys get together and play fucking oh, the fo- football <laughs> or whatever. But they're not like playing real football. No, they're playing yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of touch backyard bullshit. But when you play hockey, you're playing hockey. And even if you take the body checking out of it, even if you take everything else out of it, it's a fucking hard game to play. Damn right. But if you play at, at any age, if you're like 60 or whatever, you can still go out there. And if you, if you are good with a long pass or you can like... Uh, like read the play, even. read the play, or read learn play. how to get in the way, or whatever you got to do. You can still contribute, even if you're playing with people that are well outside of your skill level. Like hockey is something you can do your whole life and still have yep. a freaking good time with it. Like we had uncles yeah, that were that, great. Yeah. that were in their well into their fifties or whatever. They were playing out there, and it wasn't like any of them. They weren't missing a beat. No, no it's not like we it. noticed them as being the ones that stood yeah, out right. or anything like that. It was a gr- it's a great game. And, you know, baseball, you can't do that. You can't do it. In basketball, maybe. Maybe you could do it. But you still run up and down the courts can take its toll on you. Yeah, but with hockey. A couple heart attacks and fucking 
Yeah, hockey. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll get us too in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a couple. Right. I had an eye on my brother today. I had to keep keep an eye on him the whole time to see if he was going to drop dead. I said, "I'm either going to take you to Hills or I'm taking you to the hospital." So, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was. I I thought we had the ice for an hour, mm. and then it, so we had it at four o'clock. And we went to five o'clock, and then we barely. I was like winded at five o'clock, and and the game was tied. I think it just tied up, and I'm like, okay, great. Game ended tied. Yep. We'll go in, and then it kept going. I'm yelling across the ice at Hill. How long we got this How fucking long ice? The fucking ice for? <laughs> We're sucking air. Zamboni on now. <laughs> Bring it on, fuck. And then you brought in an extra German, and we couldn't even keep up. And he started to dominate. It, it was, was all a, a strategy. Move, yeah. He was holding the line. Yeah, the he German. Came, for once in, in his late. life, he was holding the line. He came in late. Saved the day. The German saves the day. <laughs> Never really ever. Yeah. You know, you know what about those Germans? There's never the the hockey's not their game. No Germans, you always every time I say German, you go nine nine nine. That's the nine nine nine. That's the one. Dirty bastard. If I bring up those dirty Germans, you go nine nine nine. That's right. We got a new guy on the soundboard today, Craig Franklin, because it was such a hit on the uh, Christmas show when Maya, my daughter Maya, ran the soundboard. I decided I'm taking that soundboard away from me every week. <laughs> See, it's way better. So we call this uh, show Tinder, Hockey, and Church. Church. But we, but we don't have uh, anything about church. The old guy, we were all talking about church earlier. I had a good idea for church, actually, Peter. What is it? Well, like every year, my wife's family goes to uh, Christmas Eve church yep, at yeah, the Delhi Parish there. And I noticed a screen this yeah. year with the with the choir would that was on new. the screen so everybody in the mass could sing well i said to my wife what a great idea that screen would be you could put up say in green letters what's happening and then in red what's coming up so i knew whether i had to sit down kneel down stand up or whatever so yeah. i could kind of you know help me out yeah because i'm finding myself they'll come back from communion and you either sit down and you don't sit down or you do and i kind of get confused so i said if they just had that screen it would help everybody out a little bit and kind of tell them what's next on the agenda yeah yeah you know even I mean? those new words they, they change the new words they really change all the words of the up. church and then when you go when you when you're not a regular staunch catholic maybe like my friend uh charters or some other staunch catholics you um you would not know the new words of the church, even though you were dedicated to it. Like, if, let's say, let's say, for example, you're a child. You 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 go to church like you're supposed to, and then you get older. You go to church, and then you realize, like, listen, I know all these fucking stories. I've heard them a million times. I'm not going to have to go back every week, but I'll go back periodically like on special while. occasions, maybe. Or if they have something new, I'll maybe go listen to it. But then uh, they don't say anything new ever, so you stop going. And then you go back to church one day thinking like, okay, I've uh, been away. I feel guilty. I'm going to go back. And then they change all the fucking words in the church. So you don't know what to say after the thing. And you're saying the wrong things. All of a sudden you feel like, no, I'm not part of this anymore. They've yep. cast me out and I'm done. So Pope Francis, I'm going to tell you, Pope Francis, even though I have a... <laughs> listen up, Pope. Got a fucking bone to pick with you, Pope Yeah, Francis. listen up, Pope. I'm telling you right now, Pope. We, uh, I've been there. I'm a Catholic. but I'm not staunch Catholic. But uh, you keep changing the words, then you keep scaring away people. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Peace be with you and also with you. That makes sense. Yeah. Peace be with you and in your spirit. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I'm sorry that people aren't Catholic that don't know this, but the ones that do, honestly, like in your spirit, 
doesn't make any goddamn sense. Peace be with yeah, you. I agree. And also with you, it makes sense. It's like you too. And right? then shake shake their hand if you want to. <laughs> right. If you want, yeah. <laughs> is that an option? I don't know if it is. I think it's for the germaphobes out there. Those cocksuckers. Or oh, he tells you you can you yeah. can pu- punch fist. There was a priest in uh, in another town that I know. Actually, Charter's priest, and he's a staunch Catholic. He had this priest. His priest believed that uh, doesn't fist matter. Bumps? It doesn't matter with the cold season or whatever, at flu season, whatever it is. Jesus will heal you. Jesus will heal you. That in church, you sharing germs in church. Will have no imp. It will be impervious to the germs because Jesus, Jesus in the you. spirit of Je- <laughs> He's not going to let you get sick, right? They need to release. How about the germs that I just touched my penis? Now I'm shaking your hand. How about those germs? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. The, the, they honestly think. I just went and took a piss in the in the baby room, <laughs> and I didn't wash my hands. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. I always kiss for peace be with you with people I know. I do kiss. Do you? Yeah. I kiss all the time. Like even a, a pew in front of you? you if you'll I know. you still throw a kiss out? If it's a person I know. Does it a per- if it's a person I know, I'll throw a kiss at them. Well, like socially you know the person, and but not. Would I kiss them if I went yeah. to their house? Then I'll kiss them in church. Or You've been to their house. That's your rule. If I've been to your house, I'll kiss if you. I'll, if I'll meet you in public and I'll kiss you to greet you, then I'll kiss you in church if I say peace be with you, right? But if I don't know you, I'm going to give you a handshake to peace be with you. But if my wife's sitting there, I'm not going to, like, shake her hand. I'm going to kiss her. Yeah. And I might. And I'll kiss her deep. I'll kiss her right deep. Really? Right in front of God and everyone else. Like your, uh, like your marriage kiss? Almost right in front? Yeah. When a man I was a woman. To be honest with you, I wasn't too impressed with my marital kiss. My marital kiss, really? it was more like a movie kiss. It was like a closed mouth, or it was open mouth, but it was like no, t- no not really any tongue, right? It was like a long kiss, but no, like, it wasn't as sloppy as I would like to make it. If I could do it all over again, I would go like full makeout, like dirty makeout. Like you want, in your mind, you want, she's my cherry pie, sweet sugar woman, <laughs> Did you uh, hear about Eve's uh, marriage kiss his first time around? Oh, has he been married, Eve? Has he? Uh, it was a rough go, but he was married at one time. Oh, Jesus, a terrible story. I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah. What Eve's yeah. poor Eve's. What? He was a young man when he got married. Yeah, God bless her soul. She was a nice woman, but he'll find love again. I know he will. What happened? What happened between the two? It's a tragic sexual accident. Really? Valentine's Day, Pete. You remember? Oh, the Valentine's Day Eve's Van Dyke uh, oh, episode. I don't, I thought we were not supposed to bring this up on air. That's pretty. That's well, pretty. Maybe we should. Maybe we should wait till Eve's himself as a host on the show. <laughs> well, we'll leave it up to Eve to tell this story. But yes. all I got to tell you is, um, maybe it's a good idea to get your kids uh, circumcised when they're young. Yep. <laughs> Because uh, when they get older, it develops a rash. It's a it's a messy procedure. You get I, sand yeah. in there when you're when you don't have it circumcised. If you get the old tear, it it creates it's a bloody mess. It's a goddamn bloody mess. Hell, I don't know why you had to bring that up. You really took a lot. Eves really, sorry. yeah. Eves is really taking a pound. Anyways, his Tinder account's probably just smoking it by now. By so. now, yeah. Well, if you if you are listening, remember remember guys, Eves Van Dyke on Tinder. Go look at him. You want to look at the uh, beautiful face, the and, uh, and definition uh, and, of sexy, yeah. and then the uh, even more beautiful crotch. Yeah, BBW ladies, 
And if you are a big black woman. Big black women. (laughs) That's what he likes. Buyer beware. Buyer beware. (laughs) That's pretty close for BBW, too. Yeah, when you say buyer beware, it sounds a little bit slave treaty. To be honest with you, I'm not sure if I appreciate it on the show. We we actually uh, think this show is like pretty clearly not racist. Eh? We've been very clear that uh, we don't tolerate racism on Life in the Dutch Hall. But uh, that one, I don't know. Sounds racist to me. I don't know. What, big black women? No, not that. Buyer beware. Oh, buyer beware. Like when you that go buyer beware. Racist. Coco beware. Yeah, when you go buyer beware, it's like you're buying like a slave trade, you know? It's not good. I don't like it. I'm going to have to pull, <laughs> pull the old kibosh on that. I'm going to say no more of that buyer beware stuff. We're not going to talk about that with our big black women audience. Those acronyms can get real skewed, eh? They can get real skewed. They can get skewed. You know what we should do, Crager? We should head uh, feedback. We got feedback. Is this alphabetical? Yeah. We got feedback. <laughs> Feedback. Oh, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. Uh, uh, this week is going to be very short because we actually haven't had a lot of feedback because the last episode we had was called uh, Merry Christmas from mine to yours or whatever ours to yours, whatever we called it. And the instructions on the episode, the episode description was do not listen to this episode. Spend time with your family. And a certain amount of you still listened, which I appreciate. Um, However, there's not been a lot of feedback because most people realize that that show was what it was, which was a mail-in episode, much of which uh, I was in big trouble with my wife for being a real dick on Christmas morning. And uh, so I do apologize. But one thing that I wasn't able to do because it was a family-friendly show was I wasn't able to really get into the Haitian Dwarfs comments that he made and i would like to do it on this show because we are in an explicit episode now so let's go to the haitian dwarf feedback a haitian dwarf theme song we'll get into the haitian dwarf <laughs> the good one, Craig. And then, so the Haitian, uh, the Haitian dwarf last week, he sent in some feedback, and it was a really nice uh, feedback on the uh, anniversary episode where he congratulated us on the year of uh, life in the Dutch Hall. And he also said, because I did a little summary of the Haitian dwarf and the roller coaster ride we went on with him through this year, and I mentioned that he had uh, gone through with a nullo procedure and cut his penis and balls off. So he can make himself like uh, androgynous of some sort. And uh, the Asian Dwarf feedback on that week said, I didn't go through with the procedure, which was new news for us. He didn't do it? He did not do it. He is not He is not uh, neutered or Thank gelded Jesus. or whatever. He didn't go through with it, which is great news. But I couldn't exactly describe that with my children standing in front of me that uh, this fellow didn't cut his balls off or his penis. And uh, But I want to tell you, this week, Haitian Dwarf, I'm happy you didn't do it because I thought that was a drastic measure. I wasn't going to judge you if you did do it. So I, uh, I didn't. I, 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 held, I held judgment uh, back. But I'm very happy you didn't do it. Keep those balls and stuff in place. 
And what you should do is, um, is you know, you keep those. You had a big giant genitals. You said it all the time. You had giant genitals. You know, that's a that's a plus for you, buddy. Like, use that. Go on Tinder. You can get some. You show the picture You're of that right. big chopper. Just put that right. Talk your, to Eves. Yeah, talk to Eves, man. Eves put up a picture of just a uh, dick balls. He's getting like women left and right that want to want to have a time with him. So I'm telling you, Haitian dwarf. That big giant um, penis of yours on your small little body is a blessing from God, and you should really uh, appreciate it and keep going forward with that. And that's my advice to you this week. Thank you, Asian Dwarf, for all your support. I know we didn't get any feedback from you because we're doing this show early, but thank you again. Give me some applause. All right, all right. Fuck off. Fuck off. So... That's it for uh, feedback. We got feedback. The other, uh, the only thing we always mention on feedback, we got feedback, is uh, how to get a hold of us. So you can follow me on Twitter at Dutch Hall on Twitter, or you can like me on Facebook, uh, Live from Dutch Hall on Facebook, and reach out to me at Live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com, and that's how you get a hold of me. That's it for feedback. We got feedback this week, and now we will go back to we had Tinder. I just want to say, Church. if you want to get a, if you want to have uh, any relations to do with the Live with the Dutch Hall. If you're a big black woman, yeah, get at my cousin Eves. <laughs> Use Van Dyke on Tinder. To be honest with you, just I, get at him. If you're a big black woman and you're listening to the show, would you please just tell me you're a big black woman listening to the show? Because I don't know that we have any big black women. And be proud. I oh, want you to be wonderful. proud. Yeah, you're proud. You damn right, you're proud. And big black single women is exactly what Eves Van Dyke is looking for. So. Um, and and that's just because he's uh, that's his pleasure. He finds you to be beautiful. He wants to have relations with my, wants to make time with you. You know that's a beautiful thing. You should really look at it. And if you're gonna rule out a skinny little white guy smoking a pipe with a huge bulge in his pants, well, uh, I think that you're racist. No. Yeah, I think that you're, you're right, racist. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I think you might be. So I, I like might be a lesbian. Oh, yeah. you are a lesbian. You, are you don't like Eve Van you're Dyke. A big black woman. You don't like Eve Van Dyke. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Eve's. Oh, hold on one second here. All right, we're waiting. Right now, we're going to go to the news. You want to go to the news, everyone? Let's do it. Sounds good. Let's go to the news. We've gone to the uh, the world news today. I, mean, I always like to go to the news to the uh, Huffington Post. This. Oh shit! This week uh, we went to, uh, to the Huffington Post, and there was a story about this fellow, Rory Curtis. Rory, Rory, dog, Rory, Rory, Rory Curtis. He woke up. He, he the poor fellow was in a, a traffic accident. He was in a coma. Oh shit! Poor Rory. Poor Rory. Old Rory dog. Yeah, he got himself in a bad way. He was in a coma. He woke up from the coma. And uh, he was quite convinced that he was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he must have crashed into Lincoln. All right, all right. All right, all right, all it'd be right. A lot, it'd be a lot, of, lot cooler if he did, right? <laughs> Is that how it goes? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. So it happened in August 2012 when Curtis uh, got in a car accident. He spent six days in a coma and suffered a brain hemorrhage in the crash. When Curtis came to, he was so dazed and confused. Get it? to <laughs> do that he was convinced he was Matthew McConaughey. I cannot remember much, but I know in my head I thought it was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I went to the uh, toilet and I looked in the mirror and I was shocked because it didn't look like him. 
I didn't know what, what I was looking at. And then I slowly came over me that eventually clicked that I thought, he's an actor. What am I all about? And uh, still, there were times before his release in November where Curtis would be in the hospital wishing he could go back to making movies. I was convinced that I was him and I had his good looks as well. I know it was hopeful thinking, really, he said to the paper. It took a while before Curtis felt, in his words, that he was all right, all right, all right. They even like played it up in the article. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> does, does Curtis like is Curtis in reality like three hundred pounds? No, no, he's a little tiny guy. Yeah, he's he's a tiny little fucker, eh? Matthew McConaughey's life isn't going that well. I don't think these days either. Though, Didn't he win an Oscar? I know, but he's fucking in Lincoln commercials now. Something went wrong. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in a Lincoln commercial. A shit ton of money. Yeah, because he's a freaking Oscar winner. Well, he can what do whatever. What am I gonna do with this booger? Yeah, roll it up. Gonna roll it. Flick it out the window. <laughs> He is rolling that fucking booger the whole time during that ad, eh? <laughs> McConaughey is pretty fucking cool. Like you got like he made some shit movies, like real shit movies for a while there. Eh? Oh like, yeah. Like he was in all those leaning movies where every time you want to take a movie picture, it would be Matthew McConaughey leaning against some bro, some girl for <laughs> like a romantic comedy. It would be. You're right. You're right. He came a long way. Him leaning against Jennifer Garner in the one movie. He's leaning against uh, Kate Hudson in another movie poster. He's yeah, just, it's all bullshit though. And those, the obviously the fucking movie industry is all bullshit. But like, what? Just his card came up. Now he's going to be famous and he's going to do a bunch of good movies. Well, that's just the thing. I mean, what, when he was making a bunch of crappy, like uh, romantic comedies, uh, nobody was talking about yeah, Oscar time. You know, shit, I don't yeah. even think he was invited. Now all of a sudden, he's an Oscar winner and he's there every time. He's credible, but I mean, I think it just goes to show you that there's probably a lot of people out there that are working just so they can work, and then they they make... hit a movie. One movie comes along where they fit the fucking role, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're an then, Oscar movie. Yeah, it's like if you. Uh, you can make movies all your life that are like, um, you know, like uh, stuff you get paid for. And then once in a while you do one that you don't get paid for, but it's like uh, for the art or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, you do it for credibility. They say you do like a lot of people do like one for them, one for you. Like you'll do one for the audience so you get paid and then one yep. for you so you don't. I, I do like that in the bedroom. That's my life in the bedroom. One, one to get for paid. Her, one for her and one for me. That's <laughs> how so I like Ooh. to live my life. Really? Yeah, well. Do you ever get paid? No, never. And I've never just been like paid. Just like paid and yeah. getting laid. I've paid, but I've never gotten paid. <laughs> really? You paid? No, I've never paid for sex. <laughs> I thought you were opening that up on the air. Yeah, that was going to be a good one. No, well, come on. I never pay for sex. <laughs> I think we'll go back. Let's go back to the Rub and Tug. All right? We heard that one gentleman today talking about Rub and Tug Eves. You know, yeah, Eves was talking he, about yeah, his old was. day where he went back to the Rub and Tug. And I was like, my wife, for example, I'm just going to use my wife as, a, as an example. <laughs> That's a good example. My wife, uh, it, she disapproves of the Rub and Tug. She feels that it's, uh, it's uh, against my vows I took with her in church, right? That I shouldn't, that I agreed Ooh. somehow. I don't yeah. remember it, but I, I agree. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember agreeing to uh, um, take this ring as my love for infidelity. That's what I remember saying to her in church, which to me. To yours and to hold. It's, it's like, when you say my love for infidelity, uh, it means I love infidelity. And yeah. that means I can have as much infidelity as I want. And I said it point blank in church. If you look, if you watch the tape, I said, take this ring 
as my love for infidelity is what I said. I don't care if it was a misspoke. If I misspoke, is that's what I what said I in said. church. That's what you said. That was my, my under deal. oath. That's under oath. That's what I made to God and everyone else. So I think that includes the rub and tug, but my wife disagrees. She says no, and I'm going to respect her wishes on this one. But I'm going to go tell you, not only do I agree that this should be allowed by my wife, but also I think it should be allowed by um, the church, society, Jesus. church, Jesus Christ, and, and also OHIP. Oh, uh, they, should cover it. they should cover it. They should cover it. Because the benefits you, should cover this. this there is... is a lot of people out there working jobs where they're in a lot of discomfort. They're under a lot of stress. Uh, they come home to their families at night and they're like uh, full of a lot of tension. Yeah. They've been holding together. They're, they've been uh, watching what they say all day at work. They've not been able to tell their coworkers. They think they're a bunch of fucking retards or whatever. I don't no offense to the. Uh, mentally disabled, but uh, you know, they, they, you know what I mean. You're going to work every day. You think these people are ridiculous. They're yep. a bunch of idiots, and I can't stand to be around them. And they're all cr- creating all this grief for me. And you and you come home, and you're like, all day long, I haven't told them how I feel about them. I want but what I'm going to do is when my off. when my family tells me what they think about me, I'm going to tell them exactly what I think because I have enough about holding it in. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. take it all out on your family, treat them like garbage. And I'm saying like. Now let's let's rewind a little bit. Rewind. Now I have a bad day at work. They send me to a little little uh, massage parlor. I get some uh, yeah. Vietnamese girl to like maybe walk on my back. Right. Yeah. Maybe like maybe like oil her breasts up and just rub it along my uh, my my back or body or whatever. And then afterwards, ask me to flip over, grease up my shaft, and just just give me a little pump off. Just start just, working it. Just yeah. pump it until yeah. it just uh, it, it releases with. With all that like tension that I felt all day at work, just all that stress reliever, all O-hip. that gooey stress think, just comes uh, shooting O-hip out. OHIP should cover it. OHIP yeah. should, but OHIP, OHIP, sorry, should also cover the uh, the worker that's performing the art on you for. Oh, she gets you know, paid by OHIP. Carpal tunnel. Yeah, she should be paid uh, carpal, by OHIP. Yeah, I believe. Carpal tunnel or dental. Or yeah, whatever. same as an eye doctor or anyone yeah. else. You get paid mm-hmm. by OHIP. For doing a good service to mankind, you're damn right, and, that, and giving you the health care you deserve. But when I get that friggin' rub and tug, I come home to my family. I feel I'm like loose. I'm putting up with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm like I'm relaxed. I'm happy. It's like physiotherapy. And it's I, a relationship, shit. And you think about it. You think about it. You go home like an asshole. You got all that day of work. Let's building up and making you feel like a real jerk. And you come home to your wife, and then your wife's like. Uh, uh, you're a dick. I am not going to go anywhere close to your uh, your genitals. That's the truth. She's not going to go close to you because you're a dick. You're you're a dick. Yeah, not you're even look asshole. at them. She won't even look at them. But I'll tell you, Lori's in Woodstock, according to what Eve said, <laughs> he said that that, that girl, the, the girls that they line up in front of you, they're not going to care. They're going to take whatever money that you have to pay. They're going to pump you off and send you home. And then by that time, you're going to be nice to your wife. Your wife's probably going to be like, you're actually kind of nice coming home from Welcome work today. Home. Would you like some soup or a sandwich? And and then she's probably going to be more apt to put out too. What you have is a happy marriage. What you have is a happy family, and you have a very happy person. Right? It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, win-win you, for everybody. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I can't understand. And you took the easy one out on her on the stripper. Yeah. You come home. She's you getting can the pleasure chun- the shit out of your she's wife. She's getting the chunky load. Yeah, she's, she's getting the chunky load. But getting- for all you rub and tug, <laughs> rub and tug owners and workers out there, you don't want a guy like Eves walking into your joint because that'll really mess up your style. Well, I think Eves is going to be a real, a real nice fella to have in there, though. Yeah, 
Polite, anyways. He's a gentleman. Yeah. I just He's heard a... things about Eves before, especially with the crotch, crotch shot. Oh, you think it's easy? A wild man behind closed doors? No, well, they say his urine can cut through an uncooked steak, so I think he's got something down there we don't know about. So just buyer beware. Really? I went one time to this massage parlor. This is a true story. BBW, buyer beware. <laughs> and this fella, this fellow, this friend of mine, who is like, uh, he asked me to come with him to this massage parlor. I went and had a little nappy poo on the couch. Now I don't care if you believe me or not, but this is a fact. This would happen. I went in the massage parlor. I saw the guys lined up for the girls or whatever, and I went with a friend of mine. The we girls had, lined up. For the we guys. had a we had a little like a nap on the couch while they did their business because we were just waiting to get the ride home. And then this fellow went in. He went in the line. There was a guy in front of him in line, and the guy in front of the line was a uh, uh, he was a fellow that probably didn't take a lot of good care of himself. He was a, a, a little. Uh, Robust, a little robust. Like, gro- grotesque. Grotesque. Wow, yeah, he's he a little was hefty, ugly. hefty guy, like a little like he, he's a sloppy. He was a sloppy, like big fat guy, right? Well, uh, this guy, the guy that my friend or whatever was uh, more of a statuesque type guy. He he was a uh, the one girl came out. To, this wasn't like one of those places where they all come line up and you pick them. This was like the next girl that comes out, you get the next. Oh girl, shit! Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So this. The the one hot girl came out and was ready to pick up the next guy, which was this fat guy, in front of my friend. Well, my friend buds in front of him and takes the girl. And the girl says to him, no, I'm sorry, sir. This gentleman was here before you. He's, he, I'm gonna, oh, yeah, I'm take, a num- him. take a number. And my friend, I'm going to use friend with quotation marks <laughs> because of what he's... Loosely. His behavior I'm going to describe to you. But he, uh, he goes, uh, says to the young lady... You're going to jerk off this fat fuck before me, is what he said to her. <laughs> and uh, she was like, yes, because now she's ho- she thinks this guy's terrible, right, <laughs> for saying that. And she goes back in and uh, she starts doing and she jerks him off. her business with that guy. Well, the next girl came out and picked up my friend, went into the room next to the... Better looking or uglier? Uglier. Oof. And she went, she went back. I'm only doing this by his story because I was asleep on the couch at this time. <laughs> But uh, she she said uh, um, the next girl took him, and then they went in the room, and then she was doing her business. But the uh, fat guy was in the room next to him and making a lot of noise. He was very uh, audible he was, yeah, he was with his vocal uh, his pleasure, you know. And then uh, so my friend was like banging on the wall, and he's like, "Shut up, you know, shut up! You're killing my boner! You're killing my boner! <laughs> you're killing my boner!" <laughs> and then. Uh, he he, uh, like he's pounding. He say eventually said like I can't do it anymore. This guy's like killing me. Like he like I can't feel intimate when this. I know this guy's this horrible looking, like slop, like Jabba the Hut kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Is just sitting there moaning and stuff. It's not a, ple- a pleasurable thing to hear. So then he said he pulled the shoot. He told her I'm done. I'm not going to even do this anymore. And then the rest of the night, I wanted to get a ride home. The reason I slept on the couch. Or because I wanted to get a ride home, and then he ended up taking me. Instead of taking me home, he took me around Niagara Falls, trying to find Vietnamese massage parlors that were still open, which none of them were at the time, right? But we just—he's just driving me around town <laughs> for these, uh, arguing that he has to get this right. You I know? will find one. <laughs> like, that is true, though. That stuff shit does happen. They, they, they. Uh, they uh, um, the next morning, we went to Perkins in the morning, 
And he was the same guy was wearing like a pair of um, like workout pants, you know, Purple like track pants. those like kind of like <laughs> snap pants that are snapped on the sides. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's in Perkins and it's Sunday morning. And there's all kinds of families in there. And he goes to there's a little bank machine they have in there, like an ATM machine so when he goes in. So he goes into the bank machine, puts in his card and <laughs> it was actually me and charters. We go up, to, <laughs> we go up behind him and we take his pants and we uh, pull his pants down. At oh, the, you did the rep on him at the uh, bank machine, and he has no underpants on either. And so it's like his dick's hanging out in front of all these kids, like oh, eating their breakfast, eating their breakfast, or sausage link. <laughs> yeah. And he sits there. We figure you when you pull a guy's pants down like that, that he's gonna like right away like hurry, hurry, pick hurry him up, pull him up. Yeah, yeah. He, but he just doesn't let her dangle. Finishes his bank transaction. <laughs> slowly turns around with his dick out. Whoa. And picks up his, <laughs> picks up his. Wow. Pants. We, we, he topped us because we thought we got him, but then at the end of it, he got he goes, us because, because yeah, we care. were so much more uncomfortable. We we're like, pull up your pants for Christ's sake. We, <laughs> we want to pull them up for him. <laughs> He's a sicko. And this is. <laughs> He's a dirty bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Quite a successful man. Oh, for sure. Uh, Quite a successful man. He's a successful man and a complete dirtbag. <laughs> and a complete That's awesome. dirtbag. There's no correlation between good people and success. There no, isn't. definitely not. <laughs> Most of them are bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the more many make you, uh, the dirty you are. You think so? Is yes, it, it's hard. yes and no. Yes and no. It, it's hard. Well, I look think... at Cosby. Look at He's... Yeah, Cosby. Cosby was making some good dough, and he was also slipping some something with the the uh, the mix up in your drinking is gonna get you all fucked <laughs> up. You sound like a stripper announcer. Right yeah, I don't know, know if that was Co- that's your that Cosby. That wasn't Cosby. No, I was. I don't know. I'm gonna get <laughs> with the jello pudding and the yeah. pudding pop and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind Let it. My dip go in your mouth. I'm gonna put the pudding pop <laughs> in your bum hole. In your no-no plate. <laughs> I call it a pudding pop when I feed you a drink and then stick my finger in your butt. Mr. Huptable. <laughs> this is the worst Bill Cosby impressions I've ever heard. These are horrible. I'll tell you, Cosby's coming to Kitchener, center in the square, in Kitchener in July. And no, in January. January sold 7th, sold-out show in Kitchener, Ontario, center in the square. Now, Judd Apatow, you know Judd Apatow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, great writer, yeah, yeah, great director and writer, or whatever. Well, a lot of good, a lot of like uh, big movies. Uh, he's been very vocal about Cosby because he's like, oh, I know he's, nothing's been proved. He's not been charged with anything. But there's oh, been really? He's th- taking his side. Eh? But there's been thir- no, no, he's not. He's going. There's 30 women come forward, like 30 women with a similar story that all are asking for nothing in return. He's going like the evidence is pretty substantial. And he said, why is Center in the Square? And he actually twi- uh, tweeted like at Center in the Square. Do you really think he's charming enough after 30 uh, accounts of, uh, you know, abuse, you know? And, um, and that was his, his, uh, his response. Now, I read it, and I thought, ah, oh, Cosby's coming to Kitchener, which is very close to where I live, in a month, yeah. you know? And uh, he's a, a comedy legend, you know? And his act's going to be good. Oh, it'll be know? good. And uh, no matter what I say, I can go see a comedy legend... For probably, like, I can probably pick up some tickets of people that are, like, disgusted disgusted by him. And I can still see a hell of a good comedy show by one of the comedy legends who happens to be a complete dirtbag who's raped women and stuff. But he is one of the most talented comics and historically a great storyteller. (laughs) And I'm like, well, 
you know, it's like that whole argument, like if the guy's art is good, like do you really have to judge him for Like if it was, a, instead of a comedian, if it was a musician, like let's say it was uh, David Bowie, right? Okay. Or Elton John even. You yeah, know? yeah. Let's say Elton John did a few harsh rapes back in the 70s or 80s. He did a couple. See, <laughs> he did a few see, harsh rapes. Say he found some young, some like, young men. Yeah, he <laughs> found a few young men and just raped the shit out of them. Vulnerable. Right? <laughs> now, he still sings Rocket Man in your hometown. You're gonna be like, I can't believe fucking Elton John's here singing Rocket Man. That's pretty cool, right? Like, I, I, I just don't know if he'd be <laughs> under the same scrutiny. Yeah. Like wasn't uh, like there's like there's a whole bunch of filmmakers who did terrible things like Roman Polanski and stuff like that. He's still allowed to make movies. Yeah. He raped a 13 year old girl in a hot tub, in the butt. He oh, had wow. he had anal sex with a 13 year old girl in a hot tub. That's Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski, the director, and uh, he was ostracized. He's not allowed to be in the United States because if he comes back, he's gonna be arrested. But I think he's still made Oscar-worthy movies after the fact that he's been accused of that. After. Yeah, and he's got a bunch of Hollywood actors standing up for him and the Oscars and stuff. Yeah, but that shit's all fucking weird. The, the more uh, the more controversy you have the name, the more they're going to want to put you up for an Oscar. You think so? Like yeah. Like that kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, the, Well, it definitely so gets you noticed. What do you let's, say? Let's say Leonardo DiCaprio needs to do something fucked up so he can get an Oscar? No, he's already popular. Yeah. You need yeah. a guy like, uh, pick a guy that's like more starting out, like Andrew Garfield. You know, the Andrew, Gar- he played like Spider-Man. He was real yeah. bad at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he goes out and starts d- raping. And then he's going to get <laughs> And then all of a sudden he it. does a remake of Schindler's List and he's a oh, fucking geez. goddamn ass Oscar <laughs> fucking I found Bill Cosby. I just want to hear his voice because our, 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 our impersonations are so bad. So. All right, you got one? Nope, this is just him doing weird uh, faces, but... <laughs> You blew it. Mmm, with the pudding pop. Mmm, <laughs> I knew it. Lord. I can't even do it. It no, sucks. I can't even do it either. I can't even fucking. <laughs> you know what's even harder is a Christopher Walken. Can you do the Christopher Walken? No. All I can do is Schwarzenegger. That's the only one I can do. I can't even do anything else other than Schwarzenegger. Maybe I can do people I know. I can. Yeah, always... I can do people I know too. Yeah. But I can't do, like,. Bill Cosby's fucking hard. That was a bad one for us to try. Do, do a guy you know. Do a guy that you know, and then I'll. Michael. <laughs> That's Michael Marius, everybody. At home, if you. It's a bang on impression of Michael Marius. Do one again. Michael, you ready to leave? Let's go. Let's get, fuck, let's get out of here. I'm That's not a bad. Cup of coffee. I'm having a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a pretty good impression of Michael Marius. If anyone. You, you, know know Ger- you know what the Germans are? Owen do it home. Owen do it home. <laughs> For wars, we're Owen do it home. <laughs> That's really good. That's Michael Myers. That's a bang on impression. If you don't like it at home, go fuck yourself because that's <laughs> terrific. <laughs> that's terrific. Uh, Craig, you got an impression? I don't know. Can you do, um, do, um, what's an easy one? Do, well, do Schwarzenegger. Everyone can do Schwarzenegger. Anybody can do Oh, I can't. <laughs> Anybody can do, no, I can do it too. Anybody can do Schwarzenegger. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> Get down. It's not, it's not too much. <laughs> That's it. You nailed it. See, we just had to work it through and we got That's it. That's a pretty good one, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
goodness. All right. We got to do one more thing before we go. We're at the 55-minute mark, so we need one thing to end on a big, on a big, a big plus, eh? So what do we want to do? How much charters is a fag for not showing up today? What happened to charters? Charters um, has a bad back, and uh, so even though he seems very limber to me, he uh, claimed bad back for the hockey tournament today, and he didn't show up. And he said, I might see you after. Might means that he won't come. If you say might, if you say maybe, if you say I, uh, I'm, I hopefully will come, anything like that. Anything other than yes, basically. Means. Anything other than yes. And this is, a, this is a tip for everybody out there who has a friend who you can't count on. Uh, and uh, who lets you down time and time again for not coming to events and doing shit like that? Listen to the words they say, and this is what they taught me back when I was a banker. They taught me this. This is victim language, eh? And if people use victim language, you can tell right away they're not going to come. If a, if you ask a person, "Are you going to come do my podcast?" Let's say, and they say, "I I'm really gonna I'm really gonna try to come. I'm gonna try," or they say, "Hopefully I'll come," or they say, "Maybe I'll come," or "I'm I'm gonna give it a good shot," or whatever it is. That's a no. <laughs> Derek a, the Army. That's a firm no. I've learned that they're not going to come. If they say, uh, uh, yes, I'm definitely coming. I've made a commitment to it. And no matter what's happening in my life, I'm going to come. Then, you know, you got them. But that's a rarity. If a person uses a, like a, uh, a word where they have to give themselves an out, they're going to take the out and that's it. And then, so if you learn that from talking to people, people that give you promises that are like hedged Mm -hmm. by hopefully and maybe and all that shit. Those are people that are lying to your face in a nice way. And what you should do is just ignore them and say, you're saying fucking no to me. And why don't you just tell me the truth? Because that's the truth. The truth is they're not fucking coming. And I've learned that long long, long enough. That's what it is. Anytime people use uh, a, a victim language where it has an escape route, they're going to fuck you on that. They're going to fuck you on that. That's just the truth. No. Just need the one angle. The one out, eh? That's it. The one out. Just, they said, I said, maybe. I said, I said, hopefully. I didn't, I didn't work out. Sorry, know? it just didn't work out. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. If you want to do something, you'll say, yes, I'm going to do something. That's why I always say in definitive terms when people ask me yes or no, I say yes or no because that way you can, you can yeah, yeah. plan it, you know? I'll like, be there or no. I won't be there. Yeah. Sorry, I can't come. That, Shoot it no, to you straight, eh? Yeah. Just say, uh, no, Pete. Go fuck yourself. I won't be there. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do, do it. it. Even my cousin Kevin tonight, he said he's going to do my opening for the show. He's got a big old strip club opening plan for me. He's got all this stuff, hiccuping, drunk, <laughs> like a mess. You know, he sits there Disaster. in a chair ready to do it. And then at the last minute, he says, I'm going to go home. And, and he spilled uh, a drink all over that chair. All over the chair. That's a dinner time chair, too. This is a dinner time chair. Ruined it. Ruined it. One last thing, Norwich, Ontario, big Dutch town. We're actually near Tilsonburg now, but yes, Norwich, Ontario is a big Dutch town. We're closer to Tilsonburg here? How we much are. does that fucking really grind your ass that you, you're at? So you're I a Tilsonburg guy? I said, what is your son going to play hockey? I'm outside of Norwich. He's going to play in Tilsonburg. What county are you in? That's fucking terrible. You're you Oxford. in Delhi, house league. Your son, no, your son <laughs> comes from the same blood as I do. <laughs> He will not be playing Hostly Hockey Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll either play in Delhi or Tilsonburg. We'll see what happens. But it's his choice. Maybe he won't play hockey. Well, yes, wait a minute. He will. He Is he going to be in gymnastics? Oh, no. Do you think your son has to play hockey because he's Canadian? Or he'll be like a shame on this whole family? He'll have a little pressure, but I don't think he has to. Whatever he wants to do. Well, did you play hockey growing up? Yep. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe he'll have a podcast. I don't know. Well, it didn't look like it today. That's oh, I was going to say Charters had a bad back. I was going to say you had the bad back from carrying your team, but I take that back. I didn't play hockey growing up. I just do it through just will. <laughs> just will. I love playing hockey, but every time I play hockey, if I do score a goal, which happens very rarely... Both benches cheer for me. Both benches. If you're the opposing bench cheers for you when you score, you know you're shit at hockey, right? And it's happened to me every time I've scored, both benches have cheered. So I'm never going to... You didn't play minor hockey growing up? No, no, I played, uh, well, like when I was real young, like till the age of eight, I played. Okay, but... If you're uh, if you're a Canadian and you don't play hockey, is that do you not like not even play hockey? If you're a Canadian and you go somewhere and you do not know how to skate, is that degrading to you? I think that's fucking terrible. I think it was like your parents didn't really pay attention to what was going on around them. <laughs> you're if you're right. Canadian and you didn't and you didn't even learn how to skate, yeah, you should know how to skate at yeah. least. I don't care even if it looks like you're going to fall down. I don't care, but if you you got to be able to stand on skates on ice. Right, right. When I when I when my kids were born, I said I said to my wife, I said one thing they have to learn is how to swim and how to skate because yeah. those are life skills, and then they're going to get left behind because you can't go on a school skating trip like the school yeah. will go skating and whatever and if you can't skate you, you look like an idiot and i remember the kids in my class that couldn't skate that had to stay back when we had skating days and they were idiots they were all like shameful portuguese kids sitting at home that all couldn't skate <laughs> always portuguese <laughs> it was all the portuguese kids i'm sorry but it was it was like the portuguese and the italians and all the new immigrant families that didn't get the canadian way like those same Portuguese kids, their kids are skating, but no, but their parents were immigrants, so they didn't, uh-huh. they didn't get it yet, right? Like, so oh, they, yeah. they didn't like sign their kids up, and they couldn't swim either. They sink like stones. The, the Portuguese, <laughs> they don't have to swim. Well, the ones I knew didn't know how to swim. The one guy's still learning. He bought a new pool, and he's gonna. <laughs> to this day, he's yeah, still, he's a forty-one-year-old <laughs> man. He's gonna go out and he's gonna. Uh, he says, "I go. You just bought a pool. You can't swim." You have a child. You're gonna have to fucking learn how to. You're swim. gonna teach her how to swim. And he <laughs> yeah. said, "He goes. I know. I'm forced to learn now. I'm forced to learn now. I, I spent hours with him in my four foot deep above ground pool when I was a little. When I was like ten years old, we had a four foot deep above ground pool that had like a. We had a piping system that ran the water through our greenhouse, so it would run through the greenhouse, warm up, and then heat oh, the yeah, yeah, pool. Yeah. yeah, it was a real sweet setup. My dad worked out, and then. Uh, so he would come over, like ride his bike t- to my house, and like spend hours and hours trying to do a front float, right? Oh and yeah, yeah. He would just sink, like he would just sink. He was so heavy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was all the hair, I think. It just weighed, <laughs> just weighed him down. He just sunk to the bottom like it's a stone. Thick Portuguese hair, just yeah. weighing him down. He couldn't do it. Well, you got the Portuguese correspondent. Maybe we can ask his opinion on it. Yeah, oh, it's a <laughs> Our hair is thick like beaver. Yes, the basically and we, we sink like rock. If we can translate, that's what he said. He goes, "Our hair is thick like beaver, and we sink like rat." Right, and that is true of the Portuguese. I'm not. I'm not making up any stories out of school. I'm not trying to say anything against you guys, but. Uh, your our Portuguese correspondent says you sink like stones, like <laughs> sink like rats, right? Heavy, like what do you say? Our hair is thick like beaver, <laughs> and we sink like rat. 
And that's true. And I think that's one to grow on. And I think if anyone's listening to this program, you should know. And you're Portuguese. Take that. Go home. Enjoy it. Know that that's what you learned from today's program. That's what it. <laughs> Take your children to learn how to swim because you can't teach them how to do it. <laughs> all, all, yes, definitely. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's the whole show. That was it. Oh, that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Do you think that's good? We got it over an hour. We're going to let it go. Where uh, is it? Emma? What do you want to do? So, everybody, if you want to come and uh, support Life in the Dutch Hall, there's a few ways you can do it. Eves. <laughs> you got to support my cousin, Eves. Man, go on Tinder. Look at the pipe. Eves. Look at the crotch. Van Dyke. Make it happen. Otherwise, uh, if you want to continue to support me, tell your friends. Tell them all about Life in the Dutch Hall. Send me an email at uh, gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter. Like me on Facebook. Uh, give some feedback on uh, iTunes. And subscribe to me, because if you subscribe, you get all the episodes. And... Other than that, see you next week. <laughs> All right. We nailed it. Yeah, we nailed something. <laughs> That's a wrap. Respect of it. Eight hours of drinking. <laughs> I respect more of my goddamn band. My cousins are so laughs like stop it and do what do this organized shit right is that it that's it 105 34